Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. And today we're going to be getting into the rich invent money. Robert Kiyosaki, he wrote in his book, he said, once we leave school, most of us know that it's not a matter of having college degrees and good grades that count. See, in the real world outside of academics, something more than just grades is required. You know, a lot of people would say, you know, guts, balls, uh, audacity, bravado, tenacity, all that bullshit. But listen, let's just put it, I'm going to put it to you like this. It's all labeled. See, inside of each of us, we have these character traits. But there's also a flip side of that character. See, people who could get down on their knees and beg if necessary. Does that make sense? It's like the, the, the story that, um, oh my god, what was it? Robert Kiyosaki, he was actually, ooh, he was in a class after the Vietnam War. He said that people were spitting at him, calling him a baby killer. It's crazy because I don't know what his role was in the in the war and whatnot, but we'll just leave it there because I'm completely against anyone who was in that war. I don't give a damn if they were forced. Nonetheless, let's go. Robert Kiyosaki, he had a teacher. This teacher was an accountant. Was an accountant. And this teacher was like, oh, uh, you have to do this. And Robert Kiyosaki said, you know what? You teach accounting, but are you an accountant? He said, I have 10 years teaching. He said, no, are you an accountant? He said, but I have 10 years teaching. He's like, listen, you're a phony. That's what Robert Kiyosaki said to him. It's kind of like these teachers. They go, they go so far to call themselves teachers, but they have they actually been taught. I'm not talking about the bullshit that you have in these classrooms, these quote-unquote academics. I'm talking about taught a way to live. I'm talking about financial IQ is what we've already talked about, right? See, it's not the technical genius. It's not the academic genius. See, in our personal experiences, our financial genius requires that knowledge and courage. But you know what? If the fear is too strong, that genius is suppressed. So if you look at this, you know, a lot of students will learn to take risks, to be bold. They're actually, they're strongly urged to do this and to let their genius convert that fear into power and brilliance. But you know what? It works for probably just for fucking 1%. I've come to realize that for a lot of people, when it comes to the subject of money, they would rather just play it safe. Why take risks? Why should I bother developing my financial EQ, uh, IQ? Why should I become financially literate? But you know what? You just have one question. There's one thing that Robert Kiyosaki says. He says, more options. See, I was actually speaking. Oh, my God. You know, I just had a class, as a matter of fact, just uh, just yesterday. And I forgot what the topic was. But we were going over the four C's of business, which I'm going to be speaking about in my ESL podcast. Ooh, probably about a couple years from now. We got a long way to go before that comes. But we were talking about like charisma. We were talking about credibility. We were talking about a, a, an array of different things. And again, very, very fascinating stuff. But I told myself, I said, man, if I didn't learn – because of course if school doesn't prepare me for these things, how is anyone else going to prepare me? I remember we were trying to put workshops and things into place back in 2015 and 16 uh, before there was a change in the coordinator at the previous job I was working at. And, you know, they had this guy named Cameron. Cameron, apparently he was from down south, I think Alabama. And he came in and he 
uh, he was like teaching us SAT, but he wasn't teaching us how to teach SAT. See, we weren't becoming resourceful. We were just listening to a resource. And so here he is with his verbato, and he's going up and down the classroom, and he's saying this and that, and we're like, and I'm saying, like, what am I getting from any of this? There was another guy. You know, he would, he would deem himself, he's a very cancerous guy. And I, I still don't know, like, he was a very malicious individual. Like, oh my god, like, oh my god. But let, let, let's just leave it that way. 52-year-old Brit, and... I didn't know what was going on, but he said, hey, Arsenio, and the coordinator asked me to. He's like, hey, I would like you to sit in for this IELTS. I'm like, what's IELTS? He's like, here, just sit in, and then we'll go from there. I said, okay. And so here we are. There's this guy, and he's looking at the board, and you know, he's trying to teach us this, uh, uh, like one of the categories of IELTS, which is reading. And he's like, hey, uh, okay, well, you know, make sure they don't do this. Make sure they don't scan and, you know, uh, follow their pencil and this and that. And I'm listening to this and I'm like, okay. And I'm over here trying to do, you know what? And just one, one and a half hours pass. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I was like, dude, this is, I didn't say at the time that this was a bunch of bullshit, but did that one and a half help me at all? No. Did the SAT one and a half help me? Absolutely not. Because you cannot teach someone to become an influence and to help others. You could develop uh, you, you can't develop it either. They have to be willing to develop themselves to be able to teach other teachers how to teach something. You follow me? And so in present day, I look back on those days and I'm like, what the fuck were they doing? This guy's not he's way over his head. Pumpus is shit. Didn't teach me a goddamn thing in that hour and a half. But I realized the more I learned, the more I earned. So what happened? Probably around 2016, you know, there was this guy and, you know, the coordinator had come in. And he said, hey, Arsene, I really want you to teach IELTS, but I'm going to I'm going to put you on IELTS speaking and listening because I know that you're the best at those. And I said, OK. He said, you're going to be shadowed by a guy named Ian. Ian, again, another monster. Oh, God. But nonetheless. All due will come, and you know what? His time will come and go, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? I'm not going to shatter any negativity negativity at him because, again, again, everything will do its part. Everything will be on course. So then Ian was out there, and he said, okay, I'm going to be here with reading and writing. Next thing you know, he went out with an ailment. And I'm like, well, I was only told to do speaking and listening. You know what's so funny? The girl who I was teaching, this was my very first IELTS student. She was a gorgeous soul, university student, I think third or fourth year. She got like a 6.5 in both of them. And I'm like, oh shit, I can do this. It had to be 2016. It had to be early 2016 because I remember there was a lot of commotion in the workplace. And I remember right after that, I realized my capabilities. And therefore, I started teaching another girl by the name of May who ended up getting this proper score, going to the University of Sydney, mastering in epidemiology before coming back here. And you know what? I talked to her on a routine basis where we were talking about the, the, the fallacy of the coronavirus and everything and her being a doctor and everything. And then she, yeah, we go back four years. And so what I'm trying to say here is I had to take one step in. I had to ease into it. Sometimes when you dive in and you get thrown in with the wolves, such as what happened to me on a weeknight, he's like, can you teach TOEIC? And I'm like, okay. And then I'm over here like, Okay, resent, resentment, 
uh, resenting, all these, you know, different suffixes. But, again, you have the prefixes re, but I didn't understand the suffixes and, you know, the parts of speech and all the layers of a sentence, right? Adverbial clauses, adjective clauses, noun phrases, all this stuff. I didn't understand any of that. So when I was thrown in the wolves and this girl, another beautiful soul, a lot of beautiful souls I taught from 2015 to 2016 uh, when I was working in the outskirts of Bangkok. She was like, okay, but why is that the answer? And I couldn't give her the answer, and I felt so bad. So then I said, you know what? I'm going to get fucking good at this. And so probably about eight months later, I created my first video. Now I'm writing books. Now I'm creating courses. Now I'm becoming a monster at it. So again, having the IQ. See, that uh, again, does this relate to financial genius to a certain extent? Because when I started learning about all of this and pronunciation and this and that, now people are purchasing my courses. See what I mean? Then I became an asset. Now, is it very difficult getting a job in Thailand or in Asia or in the world without, I mean, even if I have a podcast, this, that, they look at the resume, who knows what it is that they conjure up. I have the greatest resume in all of the world. So there's no way you can, you should at least email me. And a lady did, as a matter of fact, from Jalisco, Jalisco, Mexico. And she's like, hey, I would love to da-da-da-da-da. And I said, man, I'm not willing to make that jump right now, Arsidio. Just calm down. For about one more year, you're going to make your big decision next year, and you should be out of this country. Got to take a dive. Got to take because I'm turning 32 this year. Anyways, so going back to that, I knew that in making all these podcasts and making the videos and all that, people are going to hear me. They're going to be like, this guy knows what the fuck he is talking about. So I developed all areas. I developed my areas in terms of teaching specific subjects in little niche markets, and then that reaped the rewards. So I'm going to get back into this now. Why take risks? Some people would say, no, I don't want to go to that one and a half hour workshop. It's not going to do me any good. So you're just going to stay stuck teaching just four skills, right? But what if there's a bunch of IELTS and TOEIC and TOEFL in these classes and you're not able to teach it? Becomes a problem, huh? So why bother developing your financial IQ in general? See, no one could really answer that. Yet, again, Robert Kiyosaki said, you know what? He does it because it's the most exciting time to be alive. He'd rather be welcoming change than dreading change. He'd rather be welcoming change than dreading change. Who are those people? the anti-social media, the anti-just about anyone out there that's just so clinging on to the goddamn past. It's not the past anymore. Listen, the only part of my past that I cling on to is the 90s R&B music, for reals, because that shit is real, okay? And it's still there, because you can still listen to it. So, comparing it to anyone who's out right now, this music in present day has nothing to do with millennials, but it's not real singing to me. However, I'm not going to say all. There are some unbelievable souls out there. There's a guy that I came across his YouTube channel, Terrell. Terrell, he's like, you know, African-American. His preference is, hey, he he is he and he likes he's. He's a great guy. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit about sexual preferences. But this moment, he's got a voice and the people he brings on his show, holy shit, they are beyond brilliant. And so when I hear their voices, I'm like, oh my God, they're better than everyone in present day and most in past. So it's exciting. It's an exciting time to be alive. See, I don't dread change. See, I go with the change. See, I'd rather be excited about making thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions 
than worrying about not getting a goddamn raise. I'm going to repeat that. I'd rather be excited about making hundreds, thousands, ten thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and millions than worrying about not getting a raise. See, this period we're in right now is the most exciting time. Gary Vee's been preaching about this so much. Unprecedented in our world's history. See, generations from now are going to be looking back at this period and saying, holy shit. That was the death of the old and the birth of the new. Full of turmoil and full of excitement. So why bother doing it? Well, guess what? If you do develop that financial IQ, you will prosper greatly. And if you don't, this period could be a frightening one, just as it was for everyone in 2006-7, especially in 2008. All the employees, okay, they got all the bonuses and all that bullshit out there in Wall Street, but they ended up having just a job. A lot of people would say, oh, well, they took home $1 million for $10 million, $20 million, but they were still an employee and got their ass laid off. Regardless of how rich they are in monetary, they're still poor within the mind. Perhaps a lot of people say, no, they got, they got no, they know numbers, they analyze this, but they got their goddamn ass fired. They got closed down. Did they have assets? I hope they did. If they did, then their financial IQ is way up there. But see, they were gunning after the money and they were doing everything against the law to just continue trading bullshit everywhere. And then boom, it backfired on them. They were all crying at the at Lehman Brothers and Barristers. And they were like, oh my God, is this me? I don't have a job anymore. One million plus dollars. Why? They felt that their security was being ripped from right underneath them. Oh shit. I'm in a preaching mood today, guys. But I'm going to leave you with this. I'm trying to tell you guys right now that on this journey, we need to start and begin to invent money. That's all there is to it. So with that being said, guys, stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.